nofilter.net. It's an online live streaming platform where you can watch our shows live, knock, come into the booth, ask Big Ben a question, ask Kay Wynn a question, ask one of our guests. We've had Sean Casey, Kevin Euclid, Will Clark, Anthony Parker, Rick Buecher, and many, many more. Yeah, it's very simple. Just go to nofilter.net, search for us as hosts. You can also listen to our other collaborators or other contributors on the network. It's an opportunity to engage with our guests. You can chat with them. And so I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be excellent, man. I write it up in the newspaper that day. It goes out the next morning. It gets a lot of headlines. People on the radio are talking about it. And so the next day I get in the locker room and TJ Ward's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Big Ben and K-Win on NoFilter.net. I'm K-Win. He's Big Ben. And he's our special guest, Cameron Wolf. You know him from the NFL Network, where he's a reporter. Miami, Florida, where he's a resident. ESPN, the Titans, the Denver Post, where I believe you are a big piece in their Super Bowl 50 win. Cameron, welcome to the show. Appreciate you, man. And I do take responsibility for that Super Bowl. It was all me. (laughs) Not not the defense, not Peyton. It was all me. (laughs) Appreciate you, Phyllis. Thanks for having me on. We like to kick our show off with a little six degrees of Big Ben and K-Win. They say that everyone is more connected than they think, and we're all just six social connections away. Are you ready, Cameron? Let's do it. Well, we don't have any friends in common with you. (laughs) You're too far away. However, we do have a mutual interest and appreciation for Air Jordans. Yes. And I see when you're interviewing, you like to stun out on the field showing off your best pair of Air Jordans. So my first question to you, what is your favorite pair of Jays? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off script. I I, I think my favorite pair is uh, a pair of sevens, the Bordeaux I have. Um, it's a little bit of a unique colorway. Um, sevens usually aren't people's favorites, but... That was one of my favorite pair of shoes. It was one of the hardest shoes for me to get. And so I love those. Uh, uh, those are probably my 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 favorite Jordans. Got some props up here. I love the black fours. Yeah, those are Oreos. nice. Oh, yep, yep, the 11s. My girl got this to me, gave this to me for my birthday within the first year we were dating. I'm like, oh, done, wife. Keeper. Yeah, I, that was the last pair of shoes that I camped out for, what was that, 12 or 13 years ago when they released in, back in 2010 uh, and got those. And I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm not waiting overnight anymore. So that was the last of it. <laughs> now, are you more of a traditionalist where you like the Jays that MJ wore or are you open to like all these different color schemes and collaborations that are out now? So I will only wear Jordans 1 through 11. Um, I only want the OG G, uh, brands, but I'm open to different colorways. Like I just got a, I just bought a, a pair of, uh, of, um, of uh, blue toe uh, ones, which I don't believe he ever wore, but I like that colorway. So it's a different type of colorway, but the ones are OG uh, brands. So I guess, I guess I will wear ones that he didn't wear, 
but it has to, you know, I won't wear like Jordan 28s or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's just not not me. So I usually stick to the classics. Like I, I got a pair of Chicago ones that I love to wear, uh, which are classics and, and, you know, Space Jams. And I got some playoffs. So I'll wear the classics, but I also like to mix it up sometimes. Some of the cool colorways are ones that he, he didn't wear. Yeah, I really like the single digits. Double digits, I went to the 11s, but I mainly live or die in the single digits. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. <laughs> All right, so you got to walk us through this scenario I'm creating for you. It's okay. 2022. It's the ESPYs. They mm -hmm. call you up. They're like, Cameron Wolf, you are the NFL Sports Reporter of the Year. We're flying you out. You got to come on stage to accept the trophy. What outfit are you rocking? But more importantly, what color and model J's are you wearing to accept that board? Oh, that's a good question. Um, let's see. I'm definitely going to be rocking a suit, a nice suit, maybe even a tux. Um, I'm probably going to have something. I don't want something traditional. I want something a little flashy. I might have like a custom like like gold, gold tux or something like that. Uh, um, or bronze or something like that. And if I do that, then I might have to go with some, hmm. I might have to like, like white it out on the shoes and maybe go with like some, <laughs> some like some cement, like some cement threes or cement fours okay. and, uh, and, and make it crispy like that. <laughs> so I already got it. My outfit picked out when we become podcast of the year. I'm gonna yeah. murder it out. I'm going different. I'm going all black. Yeah. Red bow tie. Okay. And then I'm gonna go elevens, the black with the little red trim. So it Ooh. pops the bow tie out when I'm walking up on <laughs> Oh, that's smooth. That's smooth. That's smooth. I like that. I like it. <laughs> all right, Cameron. One thing I do connect with you on or have in common. I was a broadcast journalism major as well. Uh -huh. Washington State University. Now, the difference is Pullman is the smallest media market in the country. Mm -hmm. You yourself graduating from the University of Houston. If I look at your track record, you ascended from the Houston Chronicle up. There's yes. always the good broadcasting stories. Give me your kind of first first year, maybe two on the job where you were doing something that, you know, maybe you didn't want to do or you kind of learned from uh I guess Colleen Wolf was on our show once, had a Dan Patrick story, you know, give us something where you just, you look back on it, laugh, and you learn something within the broadcast realm helps you today. Um, okay, so I'll share, I'll share this story, learning lesson. So my first year uh, covering the NFL, I was at the Denver Post, it's where I interned out of college uh, after I graduated from Houston. And so I got that job, and first year they won the Super Bowl. Um, I assumed that it was going to be like this all the time. It is not, I'm not covered a Super Bowl winning team since then. Um, I was spoiled, so it was not that way at all. So great experience. Um, first interview I did was with Peyton Manning. I actually wasn't scared or like, you know, I, I asked questions. I was good. I kind of hit the ground running, right? My second year is probably when my first big lesson came. Um, and I think this is a good lesson for like journalism folks in general. So I, this is when we were in the locker room, which hopefully we get back in the locker room one day as media folks. But uh, this was a very uh, uh, 
talkative locker room of guys who love to talk about themselves and what they're going to do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> so I had a really good relationship with a lot of those guys on the defensive side of the ball. And T.J. Ward was one of them. T.J. Ward used to be a Bronco safety, mm-hmm. a big, brash, you know, uh, trash-talking guy. So we're in the locker room, and I come up to them and want to talk about the opponent they're playing this week. They're playing the Steelers when the Steelers were really hot. Antonio Brown, you know, they had the big three, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger. And so I'm talking to them, and I, I'm asking them about the matchup. And everybody's talking about how the Steelers are the, the team to beat and how they're going to be trouble for the Broncos. And so T.J. Ward goes off. I asked him about that, and he said, they need to be worried about us. You know, that nobody ever played anybody like us before, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to kill them. Like, he's going off. Like, great stuff. And so I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be excellent, man. I write it up in the newspaper that day. It goes out the next morning. It gets a lot of headlines. People on the radio are talking about it. And so the next day I get in the locker room, and T.J. Ward's pissed. (laughs) 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 And this dude's like a husky dude. Like, he's the same height as me, but he's got probably like 50 pounds and a bunch of muscle. And so he's like, man, I was just talking to you. I didn't know you were recording that and you were going to put that up on this paper. And I'm like, man, that's my job. Like, I know that we're cool. I have my recorder out right here. Like, and he's like, no, nah, man, you're just trying to cause cause headlines and, and stories. And now everybody's talking about this. And and I swore that he was going to, you know, choke me. I thought he was like, he was evil. And so, like, I was trying to stand my ground. I was like, I'm not going to get intimidated. I'm not going to get intimidated because I'm not wrong. But also, he might be my ass. So, <laughs> so eventually a couple of his teammates calmed him down. His, one of his teammates, luckily, were there, right there, and he pointed out that, hey, yes, he did have his recorder out. It seemed pretty clear to me that he was recording. You're wrong on this, TJ. And I think TJ was still upset, but he calmed down, and eventually uh, me and him became close buddies. But it took it took a while. And uh, I think he gave me a stare for at least a week or two in the locker room. So <laughs> that was my lesson. Even though I think I wasn't in the right wrong, I am very, very clear with everybody I talk to now <laughs> when I'm on the record recording something. I have my, I'm like, hey, you cool with me recording this? And sometimes they laugh. I'm like, well, yeah, man, it's all good. And I'm like, I have to ask. You know, I don't get into the story, but it's important for me to ask <laughs> given what I've experienced in my career. So that's you don't want to get T- uh, lesson. You don't want to get TJ warded again, I guess. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Great story, man. Thank you. Great story. Well, let's get into a couple hot headlines here. I'm a Niners fan. You can tell by my hat. This is a fill in the blank. We'll start with you, Cameron, then we'll go to you, Big Ben. Jimmy G has to do blank in order to come back next year and be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> has to win Super Bowl. I think that's it. He has to win the Super Bowl and be a big part of why they win the Super Bowl. I I have to agree with you, Cameron. I mean, I don't see a scenario where he – I mean, everyone would tell you there's no way Jimmy G was at any of impact on that game right. this week. Little right. nothing. In fact, the week before, all they had to do was, like, run the ball potentially, and Jimmy G threw an interception. I mean, he has been – if there's a plus-minus differential in the game of football, he'd be, like, minus 40 yes. throughout the entire season. <laughs> so he's he's got to win the Super Bowl, and you're right. He's got to throw for, like, 300 yards 
to someone else besides George Kittle to, to be the starting quarterback next year. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Now, if we switch gears to the quarterback, he beat. Shout out to Jimmy G and the Niners. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. We'll start with Ben on this one. Do you think Aaron will A, retire, B, stay in Green Bay, or three, or C, take his talents somewhere else? So they've already teased. I don't, Aaron Rodgers, you can't get a good read on, like, at this point. Um, I think we can all agree with that. But he did tease with Devontae Adams, the last dance, kind of that. If he goes anywhere else, I think he's assembled so much of a, like, that whole thing where he, I think they masked exactly one on with him being, um, you know, the whole COVID thing. I, I have a tough time seeing him leave Green Bay and all the equity he has across that organization, to be honest. Um, that's just me. There could be a theory out there. He might come up with his own theory on where he should go, but that's just me. I don't think he leaves Green Bay. Cameron, your thoughts? So I, I don't want to be the – we don't want to agree on every topic, but I, I definitely agree here. I think that, like you said, you're starting to hear – and I tried my best not to listen to Aaron Rodgers and all his rants as he goes on. <laughs> but I listened to him uh, last couple of days and he was talking about how he's, his relationship is better with the GM, Brian Gustafson. And that was a big part of the reason why they had the rift. They're obviously listening to him on personnel decisions. They signed Randall Cobb, which, by the way, was a bad personnel decision, but it was an Aaron Rodgers decision. So clearly they're they're taking him as like the assistant GM. Um, and I think if they – he's also said he doesn't want to rebuild. And Matt LaFleur is saying they're not going to rebuild. They're clearly going to pay a lot of players. I just don't know where the, the, the uh, grass is greener for him on the other side. You know, Tom Brady got lucky that there's Tampa Bay sitting out there for him and – warm weather and a team that was ready just quarterback away i don't know how many teams out there you know maybe other than san fran the team we just talked about <laughs> that are that are that are simply a quarterback away and that that have an opening for aaron Rodgers just to do it and also that the packers will trade him to because you know unlike tom brady he's not a free agent you're gonna have to trade him so that almost eliminates the whole nfc you're not going to trade him to a team that you have to get through so i just think at the end of the day they're going to end up figuring out a way to make it work. And uh, Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. I can't agree with you guys because that would be no fun. So <laughs> I'm going to come up with the scenario and say it. And if it's great and it happens, I'll look like a hero. If not, oh, well. Everyone's talking about the Broncos. I don't see him going to Denver. I see him landing where you are, Cameron, in Miami, Southern Florida, He's going to put his man bun up, and he's going to enjoy the beach and the nightlife. The Dolphins have, I think, seven, $75 million in cap space. So it could be a package deal with Devontae and Rodgers going to South Beach. You're going to get Tua, maybe Waddle, and some others in return. I'm going South Beach. Uh, I, that's going to take a lot of SPF on Aaron Rodgers. Like, they're going to have to put that into his contract. We lost Cameron, but let's continue to roll. Do you like my little man bun? Hair up, enjoy the beach. Uh, I, I did. I, I just, I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers as a Corona type guy. I, I think he's a hard kombucha guy, maybe. I don't know. 
Make um, it Miami Vices and hang out on the strip with. Uh, I could. I. I what if I they pick see... up uh, Ricky Jarrett from Ballers too? <laughs> oh, well, that that would be that'd be great. Um, Ricky's probably better than some of the wide receivers that uh, Aaron had to throw to this year. Maybe a little. He's on par with Randall Cobb. You probably know better than us. Playoffs for the playoffs. Do you change the overtime rule? I'm actually not a fan of changing the overtime rule. Um, I think that Whoa. I know I know I'm in the minority. Maybe you know this is gonna <laughs> make a lot of people angry. Um, but I believe that you equalize or you you have to play defense. I think that's a part of the game. I know it's an offensive league, and you know I get you right in that game. The last offense who had the ball looked like they were gonna score. Well, the Bills don't get to overtime if they could stop Patrick Mahomes in 13 seconds. So I think that you is it's not a one-sided game. I, I don't want to make it like college where we're playing five OTs, you know, everybody's scoring <laughs> back and forth. And no, I like the sudden death. I like the fact that you score a touchdown, it's done. Um, you know, that's just me. I just I like the finality of it, and it brings another pressure to OT because it puts more pressure on the team who loses the toss to stop them. And uh, I just like the whole element of it. So I even this weekend did not bother me one bit on changing the rule. Can we compromise on two out of three rock, paper, scissors then rather than the coin flip? <laughs> like maybe that's, that's what we head for. <laughs> we'll also continue to post these on Spotify and iTunes just in a little more consolidated effort. So you'll get snippets and you can come in and watch us in our vault and listen to any other past shows. You won't miss a thing. In fact, you can watch us live. Just need a laptop, decent internet connection, or even your phone. Big Ben and K Win, our venture into No Filter Network. Please join us. NoFilter.net, there's about 80 hosts. So there's sports hosts, there's comedians, there's cooking shows, there's politics. If you want to go there, live stream, live interaction, Live banter. You can make fun of K Win and Big Ben in real time. Nofilter.net. It's the future of podcasting and sports content.